Hey, what's going on? It's time for another episode of Uninformed uh, with uh, the lovely Joe DeRosa. And I, I like to say, maybe, maybe Joe, maybe I'm the point guard on this show. I don't know. Yeah, Joe, you don't, you, you don't watch sports. You don't watch sports. I like I to am? think of myself, Bill, as the money behind the team. That's, you know what, Joe? I think you're the beautiful face that's, uh, that gets our foot in the door. <laughs> it just feels the like hot, this is really loud. The hot owner. like this, Who's that lady that owns the, the, I must have the Sixers, the uh, Lakers? That really uh, hot lady. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Jeannie what, something. That, who owns the Lakers? Yeah, that, there's that hot lady. She's like the general manager for the Lakers or she owns them or something. No. No, that's a dude. It's Who's a dude the, who owns it. The guy, the guy who fucking, he looks like Rob Lowe's father who owns the Lakers. Who's the lady? They got a lady like high up the ranks there. She's like a hot lady. Joe, there's no high ranking women in sports. I'm telling you. Know, they tried it, Joe. It doesn't work. No, I, I don't I, know who you're talking about. Is it, is it, uh, I remember the lady from the Reds had big tits and dropped the N-word, and that was the end of her career. <laughs> she did, way back in the day. What did she, I'm going to try to look up this lady. She called, uh, she called like Dave Parker and them, my, my million dollar N-words. Oh, Jesus Christ. Joe, it was the 80s, okay? Oh, White right. people weren't allowed to dance until Kevin Bacon showed up. There was women owners. They were dropping the N-word. It was a crazy time, Joe. Jeannie Bust. Jeannie Bust is controlling owner and president of the Los Angeles Lakers. No, is she? Every time they cut to the, there's always that Rob Lowe looking. Wow, she is. She is very, a very sexy lady. Let me see, Joe. Joe, can you stop objectifying her and just see her as an (laughs) owner of a sports team? (laughs) Nia was watching some reality show. And, um... Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, what a beauty. Hey, Joe, compared to me, you know. I'm a... That refrigerator behind you is beautiful, okay? <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay. What was, what was Nia doing? What was Nia doing? What was she doing? We can't have this. We can't have this. Uh, she was watching a reality show, and this fucking uh, dude who's not a woman, right, is getting into it with this chick, and the chick's like, you know, I'll fucking fuck you, ho, and, uh, you know, the typical shit you see on a reality show. So I said to Nia... Now, what would happen if she hauled off and slapped, you know, fucking punched her? Is that a, that's not, like, what is that? Legally. If the, if I haul off and punch a woman, right? I mean, that's it. That, that's a wrap on my career. These are the questions nobody is asking. Yes. Is, <laughs> is that considered a cat fight? In, in look in in uh in, in theory no it's in theory it's a woman has hit a woman but that's we you know come that's on. what I'm saying that's not the case it's they had this they're having this issue they're having this issue with the sports things Joe, you're like, moving your arms I feel like you're going to say something here we're like I'm going to make a point <laughs> they're having this thing with the sports things where like a guy who becomes a woman wants to be a female wrestler or vice versa and they're like it's not no the they're like same. they're like take they're taking over archery you I know? heard about this. Are you serious? I can't tell if you <laughs> I couldn't. You said that with real authority. I couldn't tell if you were serious. No, uh, I think Martina Nav- Navratilova, right. one of my favorites of all time, by the way. Um, She's great. Yeah. Well, she kept losing to Chris Lloyd, Everett Lloyd back in the day, and she, she just would run out of gas. And Chris told her, you know, I work out. I got a personal trainer. And she was like, oh, really? And then she never turned back and became like fucking this physical specimen which was not acceptable back the day. Back in the day, she got all kinds of heat for it, all kinds of heat for being gay and all that. She plowed through all of that to become one, you know, one of the greatest of all time. 
Um, I can't remember if she won more than Steffi Graf, but she was one of the top two in the open era of all fucking time. And she came out and she was saying that, you know, dudes who are now women dominating this is bullshit. Is basically yeah. what she said. And then she stood by it, and then they wore her down. <laughs> and she apologized from what I heard, which is so stupid. It's like, basically, I, I'm sorry I said what I think. It's, it's, so, like, the apology is bullshit. It's like, it, you apologize for what you said. It's just like, well, she still thinks it. The apology is bullshit. For some reason, they think the apology means that they're now saying, no, you were right. What was I thinking? It's like, no, I, I'm sorry I said what I felt and you don't agree with it. Uh, the apology is bullshit, but it's also you're getting... So what, what is this person saying? I'm sorry that I believe in basic science? You know, there's a reason why we say it's fucked up for a guy to hit on a woman. There's a reason for that. There, if there wasn't the a guy reason... guy hit a woman, not hit on. Or hit... Yeah, that's what Jesus I mean. Jesus like Joe. beating Jesus, on a woman. I mean it like beating on a woman. All right. Be not beating off on a woman. Hey, those are two Yo, different you're, things. You're, you're, you're blending lines here. <laughs> you're, you're confusing the yeah, listeners. Like smacking a woman. There's a reason that's fucked up. There's a reason that's called domestic abuse and not a fist fight. You know? And it's like... And, and now people just want to toss that out the window. It's like, are you kidding me? Talk about undercutting all the abused women of the last 200 fucking years. Physically abused, you know? Um, well, there was never a ref. There's never a ref in a, in a kitchen situation. No. Or a living room, or no. any sort of domestic. No, nobody's there. <laughs> There's nobody there. You, you, because, so I wouldn't compare this to domestic violence because this is an organized sport. Uh, no, I'm just saying men have. We've we've all agreed that scientifically, biologically, men are usually bigger and stronger. That's why it's Keep fucked going. up. Keep going. Superior, you know? smarter, <laughs> smarter. <laughs> remember I'm the, smart too. Remember the Andy Kaufman Not thing. Like everybody says. Remember the Andy Kaufman uh, from Hollywood thing where he goes, <laughs> where he's wrestled the women, and he goes, he goes, I'm not saying women are inferior in all fields. In other, in other fields, they excel much greater than men when it comes to washing the dishes and mopping and sweeping. <laughs> they, they <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking making people feel uh, One of the great, great trolls <laughs> of all time. Trolling before trolling was named. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just know, you know, if I have a Porsche and, you know, I take a couple seats out, it's still a Porsche. It's just missing seats, right? Well, look, here's the thing. I it doesn't become a, a, a fucking Chevy Vega, does it? I, re I recognize... Joe, if you take your glasses off, you're still Joe DeRosa. Here's the thing. If that Porsche... You don't become Josephine Baker. If you, <laughs> if you, put, if you put a Chevy body on that Porsche... Right, the out the the exterior. Now you've definitely decreased the value. I will tell you. I'll go. Okay, that's a Chevy now, but don't act like it doesn't still have that Porsche engine in there. It's still in there. You All know, right. but so the aerodynamics have changed. Did you see that that that? Uh... So if you cut your dick off, you realize, you know, if you were to be shot through a tube, you would probably go a little further without your junk. And uh, well, I would, <laughs> I I would think. But does that make you Bruce Jenner? I think he still has his dick, doesn't he? She. I don't she, think he she, does. Sorry, she. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I thought she Bruce is gone, dude. It's Caitlyn now. And right. Yeah. Which is fine. I respect. I see hey, him Joe, as. I don't know why you're getting so defensive. I see him as a woman, but it's like, but it's. I'm not going to say it's the same thing if he enters into a female sport now. If he goes and jogs again, it, you know, whatever the fuck he did, it's like top five transgendered ladies you'd bang. I mean, Bailey J's always been at the top of my head. 
Don't you know who that is? She's my friend. She's oh, a, oh, she's on uh, on uh, uh, Jim Norton's show. Yeah, she used to do Jimmy's show and Bobby's show. That's okay. where I met her. She's fucking gorgeous. I'd still, I'd, I'd still, <laughs> I'd marry her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really know that many though, dude. Her, uh, uh, you know, uh, the 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 one is just pretty... give me the name. <laughs> What's her face? Laverne, <laughs> the black chick, the Fazio, the black chick that was in RuPaul. RuPaul's not transgender, though. She's just a drag queen. There's a difference. Like, RuPaul is still a dude. Dude, this is 100%. becoming, like, you know, all the different kinds of metal. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you keep up with it? Ru- well, because to, to be fully... Well, I guess there's... You could say I'm trans because I identify as this. But RuPaul... Joe, I think what you're trying to say... himself a man. Is, ...is it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. It takes all kinds, Joe. <laughs> That's what it is. There's all kinds of people out there's here. There's like, all Joe. kinds of... Uh, people at the picnic, Bill, you know. Yeah, you know, and not everybody know. wants the same sandwich. <laughs> and that's why you bring a big, big basket and you fucking ask everybody what they want. Did you ever see the first trans, like, operative trans person ever? It, it was, they did a good Joe, job. when I started this business, you're the first person I've ever told this to. I was actually a woman. Really? Yeah. Well, we all knew it. Yeah. We've all known it the whole time. <laughs> I was. And I don't I, buy uh, that facial hair. I knew that came with some sort of oh, injection. I got, the, I got this at a hobby town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a glue on. It's itchy as shit. That's no, I great, came in. I was a great way to shit on somebody with shitty facial hair. You have injection <laughs> facial hair. <laughs> you have hormone injection facial hair. I told Tony Hinchcliffe the other day, I go, you look like you fell in dirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. He He's got, got that spotty <laughs> beard. I was, giving, I was giving Kevin Shea shit about his fucking beard. I told him his beard looked like the top of my head. <laughs> oh, I love that. Jesus Christ, is he fucking funny, Joe. I love Kevin. Yeah. I we forgot had a, we, how large his head is. It is. It it's is a like, big head. It's a big... He's got a big square head, too. It's like yeah. an old school TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needs some fucking antennas coming out of the top of that. He was... Uh, we were sitting in that room the other night drinking... At the, we were at the American Legion, right, doing that show, and it was a lot of fun. He started his career. He was a lady boy, wasn't he? Started in the Philippines <laughs> <laughs> on a uh, U.S. military base. He was a lady. Yeah, it's tough. He had a tough go in those open mics. <laughs> we were sitting there talking. We were drinking, you know, and we had free booze in the room, in the green room, whatever, when we're, we're drinking. And then all of a sudden, Kevin starts, uh, or, or Kevin's sitting across from me, and he hears this conversation. This girl is just chewing my ear off about her philosophy about stand-up comedy and i look at oh. him dude i look up and he's looking at me like what the fuck are you listening to over there yeah and we lock eyes and i go i'm gonna go to the other bar and he goes yeah <laughs> and we just like we'll be back we got up we never fucking went back dude you did that mid-conversation yeah i was like i got i gotta go i gotta go we was went that the lady to the rock pay- about, talked about juggling cats i don't remember to be honest dude i gotta tell you something we're not to pay I was for sitting, booze. I was sitting next to you, <laughs> right? And right. that woman sat down. And I, I saw why you are the legend that you are. Because <laughs> when you asked her, what do you do? And she said, ah, oh, you know, I juggle cats. She tried to be funny or something. 
if I was a single guy, I would be like, ah, fuck this broad. I would have knocked down. And you, and you just you just rolled with it. He said, oh, you know, I've been trying to break into that. And she laughed. And I was like, that's Joe. He keeps the ball in play. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, yes and. and. You learned that at your improv class. Everybody else was trying to get on SNL. <laughs> Joe was trying to get some ash. <laughs> well, I, ta- I tapped out when she started getting heavy into, like, her comedy takes. Uh, I was like, I can't do this. Not because of status or anything like that. Joe, would you I stop clarifying to... everything you have to fucking say? I, I, this, I is, this, like is, this, I, this is the you-know-who influence. I feel like we're at a 24-hour press conference no, anymore. No, fuck I feel that, like you Joe. Can't Joe I under- talk. Dude, people understand. People get it. All right? The this, people get it. This, Joe, this is, this is, you got to pay to get this. All right? <laughs> we're like Bill O'Reilly now. You can just say whatever you want. You know, we're fucking... Yeah. Isn't that what you do with him? I get, I don't Wait, what channel are him and Glenn Beck on fucking just going nuts? I'd love well, to hear Beck's, those two of them sitting there talking. Beck's uh, doing well for himself. Beck's, Beck's not like banned or anything. He's he just gone. merged with the... He just merged. He had his own media Yeah, company. but dude, the thing about it is, about all of those fucking guys, is once you go away and the people who hate you are gone and it's just people who love you, it's, it's just... It's like you're just hanging out at your house. Right. It's you're not in show business anymore when when you're those when you're a polarizing guy. okay, and you're on a channel where the people who hate you fucking sit down. But they don't hate you enough that they're going to pay. They're so stupid because they'll watch them on regular TV. Right. Right. And, And by sitting there and their TVs are on, they're getting ratings and they're actually putting money in their pockets. They sit there and hate them. But the second they literally have to sit down and write a check, Joe. Right. They right. say I'm not fucking doing right. it, but then that I mean, it takes all the fun of it. It's like that's why, why I always like never like the alt rooms. Mm-hmm. You had all comics performing to an all crowd where it was just like, hey, we're all the same fucking person. Yeah, dude. I, I, I yeah, I did a show at a bar the other night. It was a, a quote alt show, and uh, they they were being a little shitty about certain jokes. And I go, I'm sorry, guys, to offend you. I go, you guys are really keeping it real down here in this punk rock bar where the rent is $25,000 a month. I'm like, you fucking phonies. Do they all laugh? Yeah, then they laugh because you're getting in their ass a little bit. And, you know, people are self-involved, so you make fun of them and they laugh. But but I agree. The controversy is that's what made Stern Stern. That's how he got so big because the haters listened to him more than yeah. the fucking uh, fans did because yeah. they were so mad. Mm-hmm. They wanted to just be furious about what he was going to say next. Yeah. So they would leave it on to try to get him in trouble. And it was right. like back then you could have a guy where they go, ah, you know what? He said, I don't know. It's just a different time now. I missed the day. I mean, look, it's going to come back. But I missed the days of just like, yeah, I don't like what he said. But, you know, he said it and he still could have a job. You know what I mean? Like I missed that. No, thing. It's, it's, it's like music. All right. It just goes through different phases. This is like. This is in this right now. This is like the disco era, and the bad disco, <laughs> right? Of human interaction, is right. this all this championing and warrioring and all of this fucking horseshit? And what it really is is it's a bunch of self-serving for the most part, right? It's a bunch of self-serving people, like either just trying to show how, uh, dude. Somebody used this expression with me: woke signaling. Ugh. Oh God. And I was just like, are you in a sketch right now? Did you, as an adult, just fucking say that? It's our job to, you know, for something woke signaling. I don't know what the fuck. I got into a debate with somebody about, uh, because they were trashing John Wayne. Like, that's a new thing to do is to trash someone who's dead. Like, all this shit with, like, Michael Jackson. Can you fucking believe it? It, Yes. 
Right. I can believe it, but he's dead. Why well, are you going to dig him? Can we, can we like go after an alive pedophile? Yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's, and it's, it's like, it's one of those things, dude, somebody in show business can be powerful and do a lot of foul shit. And a lot of the time they won't go after him when he's alive because they're like, well, well they did go after him. It's too tough. They did go after him. I guess you're right. Yeah, they and they did. didn't get it. But here's the thing, Joe. There is also something fucked up. The way people nowadays, they'll watch a documentary and then they act like they watch the, the prosecution and the defense and they just start, you know, that guy definitely fucking did. Dude, I had, a, I had a fucking buddy of mine. He watched that Kurt and Courtney thing and he's on the phone with me convinced that Courtney Love was able to pull off, uh, hire a hitman. Mm-hmm. Out of her mind on drugs, hired a fucking hitman and killed fucking Kurt Cobain. And and the Seattle Police Department, the detectives weren't smart enough <laughs> to catch a famous junkie from fucking three states away. <laughs> hiring, it's like you never watched the first forty eight, right? Yeah, that's so. Funny. Do you remember that time we had that cop on? I, and we yeah. were trying to do the perfect murder, and I said, "All right." He goes, "Give me a perfect murder." I, I meet a friend of mine. He goes, "That's it. You're already caught." I go, I go, the second you involve somebody else, someone's going to get nervous, somebody's going to roll over on you, and then that's going to be fucking it. Remember the thing he said? He goes, 90% of the guys that get caught get caught because they move the body. Remember that? He goes, you oh. never move the body. you you got to leave the body. As soon as you move the body, that's, what, that's like the giveaway. Oh, because it leads to a paper trail of uh, DNA? I guess so. I, I, I'm too dumb to remember why it was wrong oh, to yeah. do that. I just remember that he said that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, man. I don't know, Joe. Because that's what got the Iceman caught there, you know? Oh, is it? He was freezing them, and then he got sloppy, as they say. He was freezing them and then thawing the bodies out months later and then dumping them. (laughs) So when they found the body, they'd be like, this guy just died. Because they didn't know he was frozen for like six months. And then he started dumping them too, too quickly. He was getting lazy, and they weren't thawed. And they realized, like, some fucking guy is freezing bodies. And then dumping them later, so we can't. Well, he probably had a busy month, and you know <laughs> he didn't have a lot of room in the free- freezer. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. You ever buy spinach? You're like, oh fuck, I already have some spinach. You got to get rid of the, the oldest spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, it's a race to eat the spinach. Yeah, yeah. It starts going you. bad. You know, you're eating frozen spinach. That Joe, day. let's talk about anger. We were going to talk about anger on this, and probably for the ninety millionth time. Let's do it. You know, what? I'm going to go back to therapy, Joe. When are you going? Well, I texted the therapist, and she hasn't got back to me for like eight days. So my buddy was just like, ah, she doesn't, she's not really into texting. So I was like, all right, I guess I have to call her. She's not really. Okay. I guess she's uh, old. This is why, I have a, this is why my problem. I'm angry now. All right, you want to you hear my fucking the worst one ever? Yeah. Uh, this comic told me to go to his therapist, all right? I'm not going to say the guy's name. He, sure. he, he was going, dude. <laughs> 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 He's gonna remain anonymous. He's like, dude, you gotta go see my guy, dude. So I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting in this fucking guy's waiting room, and I'll t- I'll take fifty percent of this, right? All right. But I'm sitting there, and he opened the door, and there was another patient. I said, oh, and I, I went to stand up, and I saw the patient was coming out, and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I sat back down. And then that person walked out, and he kind of looks at me, you know, and just does like the, come on in. So I go in, and I sit down. I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, what was that all about? <laughs> and I was like, what? 
He goes, that, the hell in the waiting room. What, what was that about? I was like, oh, no, I, ju- I just went to get up, and I didn't realize the patient was coming out. And I just, well, why did you feel the need to apologize? Oh, I just boy. immediately did that, you know, just immediately, like, and I was like, Starting buddy, right I was there. like, buddy, I have an entire childhood to get through. Like, <laughs> if you want to fucking, this is like nothing. And I just, he just fucking pissed me off from the very beginning. Like, dude, don't fucking do this fucking bullshit where you, yeah. like, like you, you're going to sit there. Like, I felt like he, it's like you're acting like a tarot card reader. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Stop with this fucking shit. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, so I was just like, I can't believe I fucking paid that guy. That still bugs me. I should have been right there being like, you know what, dude? You are uh, fucking he's getting hot. He's yeah. Getting hot. <laughs> you are fucking drinking your own fucking Kool Aid here, buddy. I don't know what uh, what the fuck is that. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Huh? What the yeah. fuck is this? I came down and it's talking about my anchor. You know what would have made him the greatest service of all time? If seven minutes into that he just went, "I'm fucking with yeah, you, dude. Come on, hilarious. man." You would have been like, "This guy, we're in it for life." Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I uh, I've been to a few doozies myself. What have you had? You've had more therapists or more managers? Oh, I'd say it's about neck and neck. I think I've had more managers. I'd say it's about... I'd say I thought you only had, like, three managers. In your I time. had one, two, three, four, five. Really? Yeah. I don't feel so bad. I've had about five. And then therapist, I had one, uh, two, three. Therapists, three. Therapists have had one, two, three... But I, I haven't been in therapy in like 15 fucking years. Yeah, I've had about five therapists and about five managers. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, listen, this is the deal. All right, shut your trap. This is the deal. I want to work on this. And I want to, you have until August to fix me. Because <laughs> I ain't fucking coming in here. I'm not doing this for fucking 10 years. Right. Like these fucking idiots who just, because that's what I, that's why I finally stopped. Why August. I, I just feel like they're, they're like contractors. It's like if you don't tell them when the fuck it has to be done, they're just going to take forever and bleed your drive with the money. I think these fuckers should offer a guarantee, a warm money-back guarantee, you know? Yeah, you remember that time John, John Stewart went after that fucking bald guy who screams about the stocks, acting like he knows everything, and he's like, well, where the fuck were you when this whole meltdown was coming? Who, Mad Money? That guy? Yeah. The guy that's like, yeah, hitting like cow noises and shit? Oh, yeah. That guy's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The you fucking... said the funniest thing about him, and it ruined it for what? me. But it was so spot on. I couldn't because I actually used to like that show. Like I thought it was kind of interesting. And then I brought it. We were talking about it one night. I remember we were at Caroline's, and you go, "I can't stand that fucking show. I don't want my money to be zany." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and "I guess that's done. I, that's too spot on. I can't. I can't go back." Yeah. You walk on a used car lot. That's the energy. You walk into like a Mercedes Benz. They're like, "Hey, would you like some wine?" <laughs> You know, sit down. The car sells itself. I don't need to flap my arms around like some fucking yeah, fucking guy flapping his arms. Yeah. Um, so when do you start? Oh, I don't know. I fucking she didn't call me. She didn't text me back. So they're bad like that, man. Therapists are bad. There a lot of them. Dude, fuck though. They're, they're fucking saints, dude. Can you imagine fucking sitting there listening to people's bullshit and how much of it overlaps for uh, for five hundred dollars an hour? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. No, a lot you of these couldn't. guys charge five. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. And a lot of them don't. Who the fuck are you going to? Oh, Dr. I don't, Phil? I don't go to those. But the guy, like, the, the people I know with money in this town, I know a few people on the television. They've told me that their therapist costs like 250 an hour, 500 an hour. 
I met. I, I went to one lady. Dude, I actually think to fucking sit there for a fucking hour and none of it is going to be about you, and you have to fucking listen to some asshole, and you, they you're only going to give me. I get to vent. And let my shit, you sure. got to just sit there like this emotional fucking punching bag a lot of times. All right. Or listen to some fucking walled off lunatic meander through his bullshit and dance around what the real fucking problem is. You try to guide him like trying to teach a puppy how not to shit on your living room for 250 bucks. I mean, that's a that's a bargain. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, uh, uh, you know. Joe, you're so easy to sway. Not- <laughs> it's just unbelievable. No, but you make a good point. But I'm just sitting here thinking, like, Frasier, Frasier's my favorite sitcom of all time. And I've had some good therapists. I've never had one as good as Frasier. Like, when they show the way he breaks down, like, the problems and how into it he gets. Right. I'm, I'm like, I've never had a, fr- a therapist. And you know why that is? It's because it was ten writers working on that show. Right. That's why. But you'd think there'd be one out there that would really get into it like that, you know? I think if you're that good, then you just, in your head, you're like going, dude, dude, I'm fucking, you gotta go to my guy, you gotta go to my guy, dude. (laughs) He doesn't even remotely talk like that. It's just so much fun to do. He did when we were on the Joker's cruise, we were taking the little boat out to the, to the private island the day that we docked. And on the boat ride out, he the did. The day that we <laughs> docked. And Bobby said, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> he Take did. my cigar to the levee while the dude, dude. He did all of your impressions of him. Like oh, he, that was my favorite. Oh, that was, was like Burr. He did Burr. This is Burr's impression of me falling off a cliff. This is me. Oh, yeah. No, I used to do that really with uh, Mike Dinacola. From way back in the day. I don't think I and, know and, and I think Pete Corielli. We used to do Bobby Kelly impressions. And they all, it was just like, uh, all right, here's, uh, here's Bobby Kelly falling off a cliff. That was like. Oh, no, that was Bobby hanging from a bridge. And he thinks you're going to help him up. And then you start stepping on his fingers. Is what it was. That's all they were. Every impression was a different, like, high-stakes emotional thing, and all you said was, dude. Holy shit, man. Now, there was one something about coming into the house and sneaking in, not sure if it was me, if it was an an axe murder. It was like, you just walk in and go, dude. 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 <laughs> Dude. Dude. That was it. You want to hear a great Pete Corielli story? I love Pete Corielli. It's my favorite Pete Corielli memory ever. We were at Montreal at the festival one year, and we were we were throwing him back, and, he, and the bar closed early because it was like a Wednesday, and he goes, come up to my room. He's got, he goes, I got a case of Heineken, Heineken's up there. So we go up to his room. We're pounding Heineken's, and we get, we get super fucking stoned. And we're talking about the business. And I'm, I'm like, you know when you're high where you're like, I got to kind of hang on to what I'm saying here. I'm walking a little oh, bit of a tightrope. Yeah. What <laughs> you, you got to do is start a sentence and let somebody else finish it and then yeah. hope other people talk as you just ride it out. But it's just me and him, dude. Mono, mono. Oh, and God. we're we're talking deep about the business and how it's, you know, at the time it's changing and the dynamic, whatever. Dude, I go on this fucking tirade about 
we got to get we got to we got to start playing these coffee houses on the road and these little music venues and we got to take it into our own hands our destiny is ours to control <laughs> and it's up to like this fucking Jimmy Hoppe speech for like 7 minutes and he's dead silent dude and i'm like oh my god i'm just killing right now with Corielli. he's right. totally into this and i finally stop and i go you know and he he's just staring he takes a bit he goes Bro, you lost me at coffee houses. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and he just trashed me for five minutes. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love his accent, too. I remember we used to work this club, and there was a host, and she used to bring people up, and she would run out of jokes. And if, if, uh, if the next act didn't show up, she wouldn't come up and do the time as the host. She would just <laughs> she would disappear. So oh, you just had geez. to keep stretching. And I remember Corielli, because he had another spot, was all frustrated. And I had the problem with it. I was just like, yeah, dude. And I, and I, and I was on stage, and I looked for her, and she wasn't there. And he looks at me, he goes, she runs and hides. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hides. <laughs> He's the fucking best, man. No, one of the, truly one of the great storytellers yeah. ever And. A horrifically underrated comedian. He's so funny. Pete Corielli has picnic energy, like cookout energy. He's the guy you stand with at the cookout with a beer, and he's just rattling off great stories. Absolutely. And you're laughing your Absolutely. fucking balls off. I stood in the corner. That same Montreal, the night they had the big party, like the big outdoor fucking party that everybody goes to, I stood in the corner for an hour and a half with him and Sebastian. Dude, it was... I was fucking crying, dude. It was one of the funniest 90 minutes I've ever experienced in my life. It was when Sebastian was about to marry the, the lady he's married to. Right. And he was telling me how she's half Jewish. And I was like, that's cool, right? You know? I go, but, but I love Jewish food. That's pretty good, 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 good uh, cooking for a guy like you. And he goes, their menu goes to shit after breakfast. Yeah. No, he goes, he goes it starts, I heard of that story, yeah. No, he goes, it starts off great with breakfast. He goes, after breakfast... It all falls apart. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then Dave... Uh, Kimowitz tried to yeah, defend. Yeah, Kimowitz goes... He's going... Wait, what about brisket? And he goes, it's meat no, on no, bread. He, he goes, you're talking about... He goes, Dave, what, you're talking about sandwiches. <laughs> By the end, he had Kimowitz laughing at his own fucking cuisine. Oh, my God, dude. I was laughing so fucking hard, man. Sebastian, I'm not, I can't even recount it, but he told me this whole story about wearing white pants on stage that night. And he's like, Joe, if you ever think about doing it, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking funny, dude. Those two dudes, are the, they're, they're, their radio show is fucking hilarious, man. Have you ever listened to it? No. On Sirius? Dude, they have no, a radio show together on Sirius. And it's, I don't know how people have time to listen to all this shit. I had Sirius in my car for a little while. So I have Sirius. What it. channel is it on? I think it was on Raw Dog. I think it was on Raw Dog. Oh, okay. But, dude, they would... It's them. It's just them being... They're so them. They can't not be them. Yeah. There, there was one episode. They had a discussion about, like, intergender sports, speaking of which. Mm -hmm. And uh, Corielli goes, okay. <laughs> so... There's a check on the other team. You think she's gorgeous. At what point in the game is it appropriate to ask her out? <laughs> is it when you're in the pile on <laughs> after the tackle? Because <laughs> I think that's when you do it. <laughs> and Sebastian goes, 
No, what are you nuts? That's disgusting. You, know, you do it at the end when you do the team shaking hands. And Pete goes, that's so unclassy. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. You do it on the field. Dude, it was so fucking funny, man. I got to listen to that. Raw Holy dog. shit, man. That's what we do here, Joe. Cheering up laughing. We, we, we fucking we promote other people's show on our fucking show here. Yeah. We're doing great bits from other shows. <laughs> All right, Joe. Anyway. Now, uh, one of the things that I've loved about you is that uh, a lot of people don't know this about you, but you actually successfully faked a hate crime on yourself. Yes. Yes. Now, being an expert on that, Joe, what would you, what would you say, like, uh, where did Jussie go wrong? Uh, too high profile of a city. I staged mine in Poughkeepsie. Nobody cares. There's no cops eyes on it. Cops a small town. Yeah, exactly. I didn't say they threw a high-end cleaner like bleach on me. I said they squirted with, with palm olive in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, you know, smart enough, keep Joe? Keep it simple, Bill. Were you smart enough to hire people that actually hated your group? Rather than people that were sort of in your group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be like me saying two black guys beat me up and I hired two Scottish guys to do it. Yeah, the key thing is is you, you want them to be you want them to be the color you said they were in your story. That's, just just to get the ball rolling on the lie. Just for starters. For starters, you want to yeah. do that. And you paid yeah. cash, right? He was so woke about whitewashing, he wouldn't hire two white men. To be white man in his story. I had a buddy of mine uh, said, he goes, why didn't, uh, how come nobody is getting mad at Jussie for uh, uh, hiring two black guys to play white characters yeah, or something that's like that? that's great. I can't remember. Oh, that's very funny. I can't remember how it went, Joe. That's very funny. But he pleaded, we were talking a little bit about it before we started, he pleaded not guilty. Of course so he did. He's, man, what, he's, what else is he going to say? Yeah, I did it and go to jail? Fuck it. All right. No, I didn't do it. And then you just... Then they go, this is going to cost a bunch of fucking money. Tell you what, just just do 14 days. We'll let you out in 20 minutes for good fucking behavior. See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought if you went in and you agreed to cooperate and pled guilty, you could get a reduced no, sentence. if they're offering you a plea, if they offer you a plea bargain. Now, if they want to nail your ass to the wall and they're not offering you any fucking deal, then you always just say, yeah, I'm innocent. Oh, okay. That's how that works. I don't recall. I plead the fifth. Yeah. Who are these people? I've never seen them before. And you just sit there and you just try and tie it up. Wow, man. She, well, dude, that's not the latest scandal. Yeah. The latest scandal is that fucking college thing that William H. Macy's wife, uh, Felicity Huffman, did. And Lori Lofman. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, well, they've been doing that from the, since the beginning of fucking time. That is insane. It isn't. No? Why? No, it isn't. Why? Because rich people fucking always buy... They're fucking kids... They do. They fucking take pills. They wrap the fucking Rolls Royce around the goddamn tree. The next week, they got a fucking Maybach. Here's what I don't get. They're rich. <laughs> Lori Loughman got out on a million dollars bail. I'm like, that. there's money you could have used. You could have given your kid a private fucking tutor in the south of France for four years. And that kid could have become the most cultured person on earth. Yeah, but that, that, that's, it's all about the, the piece of paper. Which, what, what really, Joe, what really got exposed here is how easy the curriculum is at these schools. Because what should have happened was these fucking people who shouldn't have got in, get in, and then they fail miserably. They were able to handle the fucking workload, no problem. That's what's funny. So the, the really well, were they, or, or did they, or was that a hoax too? Did they just get their their GPAs fudged and stuff? 
You know, because that's the thing. My kid's failing out. Well, you know, the gym needs some new bleachers. All right. You think it went that, Joe? You think it goes that deep? Yeah. I think it's like back I don't, to school. I don't, Joe. I honestly think both you and I could handle most courses at Harvard if we could have got in. Now, look, there's, there's certain things, okay? Mathematics, anything engineering, we would have been fucked. But, dude, I, can't, I could sit in a, a, a Harvard history class, and if I read the fucking goddamn fucking story about the people with the goddamn uh, whatever the fuck they were doing back <laughs> the then. The corn. Yeah, the corn and the fucking uh, making pots and shit. <laughs> the Phoenicians. That's all I could think of. Right. Too. All I could think of was like a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, something yeah. like that, right? Now that's Joe, that's... yeah, you could. All of those fucking schools. <clears throat> Joe, it's like so much shit is, is when you just get... The only reason why Harvard is Harvard is because everybody thinks it's fucking Harvard. Comedy clubs are like that. There's certain comedy clubs. I'm not going to name any jokes. Yeah, I know what you mean. No. But like certain comedy clubs, yeah. people are ah, 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 ah. And it's just like, I mean, no. It's, it's, yeah, then you go, this fucking hack is doing this. Pl-. Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah. it's a fucking comedy club. Yeah, yeah. But if they're able to build this, like, uh, aura, that's what it's all about. It's a fucking business. So when I thought out of all, I wasn't surprised that people with money we're fucking getting their dick. I, dude, I remember way back in the day when we, when we were in fucking uh, taking swimming lessons, right? Down at the local pool. And there was some people like, you know, they were considered rich from my neighborhood. They were doing better than, you know, it was a blue collar, white collar, blue collar neighborhood. And, you know, they, they had fucking money. And uh, Dick, what was, what was it? It was like beginners, something, something. I got all the way up to, it was called swimmers or something. They weren't real creative with the names there, Joe. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was basically you had to learn how to, you know, turn your fucking pants into a stu- stupid life preserver. They told you to tie it up and blow air into it. Well, somehow this fucking, this, this kid or the chick, I can't even remember, it was a boy or girl, they kept failing. And I watched the mother go up and just be like, you know, I think she's been in swimmers long enough. And I watched her fucking change it. My mother was livid. Right. And, and I'll tell you, she fucking wrote that family off. It was like, fuck that family. They don't do yeah. shit. Like, so I, but I saw that. When I was like in fifth grade, and I was like, "Oh, Bill, a man sees horrible sights in the fifth grade." You know, you well, can't, especially you can't I was erase in, that. I was in the fifth grade in the seventies, Joe. It was a different time. You can't erase that. The, uh, yep, the whole the steel mills were shutting down in Pittsburgh, and I was watching people and swimmers get past who clearly <laughs> did not pass. The um, I mean, here's the thing: I grew you, up fast in that cul-de-sac, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> fast lane. <laughs> you know what else, though? It's interesting what you said about the curriculum at these schools. I bet you there's a course. I bet you there's a course curriculum that they lay out for kids like that, where they go, here's what you do. You go to that school, you take social justice, or you take, or, or, or sorry, um, uh, not social. Is um, social justice warrior a major at this that. point? Like, like you take political science, you take philosophy, you take things that you can sort of have an objective. To keep your GPA up. Yeah. And then, no, I think it's all about, it, no, it's just getting in. It's just getting in. Joe, it's like fucking getting into a dance club, right? You just got to get in there. You just once you, you don't have to know how to dance once you get in there. You just got to get, hey, I'm in there. Then you're talking to some broad. Yeah. That's it. You just got to get in the club. Doing the fucking. Yeah, you're doing the fucking <laughs> white guy fucking. The Travolta. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's fucking it. So that's what I thought was funny about all of it. I was not surprised um, whatsoever. I was just surprised that they investigated it. Macy, and, then, and then I thought it was funny that their kids were able to handle the fucking curriculum. Macy separated himself from it. He stated, he's like, I wanted nothing to do with it. 
So clearly there's a little trouble in paradise over there. Ah, Joe, why, why does a man come on here and talk about another man's marriage? Dude, it's William H. Macy. I hope he comes out of it. Already. I hope he does, too. I like that he distanced himself from it. I like that he was like, I didn't fucking want to do this. In other words, in other words, yeah. You, yeah, know, he, you know how that went down. He's sending her up the river. <laughs> no, no, he probably said we shouldn't do that. And she's fucking, you've seen who's wearing the pants. He's taking the pants they're back sit, on this yeah, one. They're sitting at, they were sitting at a table at a diner. He goes, your whole fucking life, I told you not to, not to bribe these colleges. What did I tell you? Now you see. Huh? <laughs> now you see what Don't I told you. Don't bribe anyone. Don't bribe anyone. Take it back. Take it back. Get the fuck out of here. I love that diploma. Yeah. I yeah. love that diploma. No, it's all right. It's, it's in my daughter's name. Oh, my God. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> but I take it back. Take it back. The, uh, are you excited for The Irishman? Did you watch the teaser trailer? Did we talk about this already no. last time? No. The teaser trailer came out. It's pretty great. The teaser trailer. They didn't still make tailor- trailers. They make teasers for trailers? It's just audio with, with text, but it, it got me excited. It got me very excited. No, of course. Excited. I can't wait. Fucking Kaitel's in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did Pesci unretire to... Pesci. Oh. The trailer is this. It's a bullet smoking, like oh. the shell of a bullet smoking. I'm already in. And it slowly falls, and it says a Martin Scorsese picture, and it, the bullet makes the eye in Scorsese. Then the names start coming up. It makes the eye in De Niro. Then it makes the eye in Pesci. Then it makes the eye in Pacino. Then it makes the eye in Keitel. And, and the eye it makes in the Bill eye Burr. In the Irishman. No, Bill Burr, you're, uh. not, you're not featured. Uh. <laughs> Sebastian's not featured in the trailer either, but uh, but it's exciting. Sebastian's crushing it, dude. He was in uh, the Green Book that won an Oscar. Who, 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 I didn't see that. Who did who he do, play? Who do, who do. He played uh, 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 the, the, the guy there. Keep on calling him Igor, the fucking act, lead actor there. He has one of those oh, Eastern, Vigo Mort- yeah, one of those Eastern European names. Yeah. What's his name? Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. And I'm offended at... As a man who was raised by Italians, that an East German played the fucking Italian. Dude, Italians are who should have got offended by that movie. <laughs> That's you were telling me that they didn't come off too well. No. <laughs> no. Spaghetti slurping morons. <laughs> like That's if, any, if, if anybody is gonna get offended watching that fucking movie, Mahershala's character was eloquent he was doctor this and he fucking was a this right. virtuoso dude my brain is so fucking like he's a piano player dude my fucking short-term memory is so fucked i almost forgot what instrument he played we're always that in those movies dude where i've never seen an astute you know like sort of eloquent italian in a movie we're always just like eh, yeah my, yeah my, yeah my god <laughs> <laughs> you know the best you could say is like, Dude, we're how like funny a was it watching Spike Lee's behavior at the Oscars? Dude, he acted like my two-year-old when I tell her she can't watch TV. Yeah, it's just like, dude, are you you think you're the first guy ever got fucked out of an Oscar? Dude, nah. Martin Scorsese didn't win Best Director and, until fucking the the departed. <laughs> that annoyed me that he had like a little tantrum. I thought that was. Stupid. I just didn't like how he was walking away from the mic like he was fucking dropping joke bombs that went. It was just. Also, too, this is what bugs me about it is like, Spike, I get your point. I I also thought Black Klansman was a a superior picture, even though I didn't see Green Book. I'm I'm making an assumption here. I love Black Klansman. I thought it was a more relevant, more important movie. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I liked when Chappelle did it 15 years ago. It's, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, dude, (laughs) I like that one a little better. Yeah. 
Spike, your movie wasn't even funny. <laughs> that, that Chappelle sketch was hilarious. Yeah. But it's like, dude, we, we, I, I just don't understand how we live in a culture where we're happy for the lead or, or the we're happy for the dude in that movie winning Best Supporting Actor, but then we're mad at the movie for winning Best Picture. I don't, understand. I, don't get I don't understand, Joe, how an adult gets mad that he doesn't win a trophy. It's like, what are you, in fucking third grade? I wanted a trophy when I played baseball in fourth grade. Right, right. The only trophy you should want is as a, as a professional athlete, a gold, uh, well, not a gold medal, I guess you're an amateur. Well, pr- pros can, whatever. Fucking Stanley Cup, an NBA title, whatever. I, and I understand that. But as, a, but as a director, the Oscar is the Stanley Cup. To oh, be fair. stop it. You don't know? It's the whole fuck. Dude, who cares? As as I mean, I don't if, give a if you're fuck. I'm just saying. There, if you're fucking there, you won. I mean, what's going to happen to the guy? Is he is he not going to get to make his next movie? No, that's a good. Why point. would you give him the saddest fucking faction? I agree. That's with why, because that. I love Spike, but it was just like, well, you're acting like some dope on a fucking sports talk radio show, calling up because his team missed a fucking field goal. Give the fuck. Yeah. Go on and make your next movie. That's fair. Oh, that's fair. They're no, that's going to give him one. They just haven't fucked him enough. That's all. <laughs> Dude, Denzel should have won it for fucking Malcolm X. He should have yeah. won it for fucking Hurricane. And then they, Glory. Glory, they gave it to him. Glory, they gave it to him. No, he didn't get it till training day, I thought. I know. I thought he got best supporting. I thought he got one early. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're I might right. be you're right. You're right. I, then they I gave it to him. Right. King Kong. Hey, God, that that movie was Training Day was great, but it wasn't as he was better in the Hurricane. Yeah, well, it's like when Pacino won Percent of a Woman, but didn't win for like The Godfather or, yeah. or Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, and then they give it to him for Hua. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, you yeah, always I, I, get it for dances the Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas. I mean, that just shit happens. Marissa Tomei got it right out of the gate, but that is far from her best. Like she got it for my biological clock is ticking like this like she's done so many better things than that that she's never even been nominated for it, it that's what it is it's almost like they're gonna give it to you for like i i I've, and i've told other comics this like when they talk about coming up and i go dude this is what's gonna happen you just you know if you don't have a hook all right if you're not some fucking white woman saying you're a feminist or whatever the you are you the fat guy <laughs> or, or you, you wear the same stupid hat every fucking thing yeah. you know you have a catchphrase if you yeah. don't if you're taking the long fucking route this is the deal it's you just by the time they give it to you you don't even give a fuck anymore right you don't even want it and right. i feel like the oscars are like that so people you guys who gives a fucking shit now you don't have to go up there and make a dumb speech. And one of the great things about being, not being nominated for an award is you don't have to go to the fucking show. I know. I know. Well, that's what kind of bothered me was like Spike said his, made his piece about the Oscars. And I'm like, why are you even there, dude? Do pull the Woody Allen and don't even show up. Like he didn't even show when he won for Annie Hall. He wasn't even there. He was like he was playing with his band. He's like, no, I play with my band on Tuesday. Night. I'm not going. And he didn't fucking go. And he still won. And it was just like, kind of like, whatever. Go fuck yourselves. I don't care. Like, do that. But, like, that would have been so much cooler to me if, because he did win for best fucking screenplay. If he wasn't there, that would have been, like, such a fucking awesome, awesome fucking movie. Yeah, it would have been way better. Instead, he got overly excited. He picked out a purple suit. Yeah. And he just, yeah, then he does the fucking George Jefferson up the fucking. What did, what did what did uh, 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 Sherman Helmsley call that? That Philly walk or something <laughs> they did. That was one of my favorite things ever. 
Yeah, I watched an interview with him. He said that was like half of the character was that walk. It was him figuring out, like, this guy would walk like this. Like I met that guy one time. Himself. I met him at the cellar. Was he cool? I mean, I met Yeah, no, right he was really, like, soft-spoken, like, uh, you know, just one of those guys. And you're just looking at, like, it, when meeting him, you understood, like, wow, man. Like, that was a just a fucking character. Right. He just, like... You know what I mean? Like he, it's like, weird. Yeah. Oh, if you meet like uh, Henry Winkler, you're like, dude, he just the Fonz is like you talk to him. There's no Fonz when you're talking to him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he does the Fonz. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, that yeah. took, that's why this acting is such a disrespected art. Right. Because there's so many fucking idiots like me who just go in and, you know, you put me in the 1800s. I'm fucking Bill Burr from 2019. <laughs> I just wearing a cowboy hat. Right. <laughs> but then you got other people. It's just they just become. Yeah, dude. I was, like I was, that, like... Oh. <laughs> I'm the same way. Whenever I shoot anything, they're like, that was great. I'm like, was it? Was okay. <laughs> yeah. I come from the make it sound believable school of acting. Uh, when Ice-T spoke at my college, he trashed himself for that, and it was fucking hilarious. What? He's like, they give me these goddamn movies. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> he goes... He goes, and people make fun of the shit movies I make. He goes, I came from nothing. I'd have to be pretty fucking ignorant to not take a million dollars to do some movie that they're going to release at your local liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I don't know what I'm doing. I just stand there. And they go, say the thing. And he goes, you're dead, motherfucker. And they go, brilliant, brilliant. And he goes, all right. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like, well, you know, what, you know, whatever. They give me the money, I do it. Like, who cares? I always feel like street guys or tough guys or whatever always can get over on Hollywood guys. Yeah. Because we're all doing this make-believe thing. There's so much shit of pretending to be tough or pretending you were in the army. So then you actually, Joey, you're hot, Joe. You're fanning yourself over there. A little bit. I'm going to get a cream soda in a minute. Open the door, Joe. I'm going to get a cream soda. Joe, get yourself a cream soda. Do I don't even like cream soda, but my blood sugar's dropping, and I think it'll do me good. His blood sugar's dropping, and he thinks it'll do him good. He's Joe. What do you mean? Are you a, you, you, want, you a diabetic, Joe? No, but I didn't, I didn't eat enough today. And, uh, uh, what do you got, a roll? Come on, grab me one of those, Joe. Get me a cream soda. I want to drink that Bud Light, but I'm not drinking it. Anymore. Good for you. Well, I had a real day yesterday. You want to hear about it? Joe, I would love to live vicariously through your liver. What happened? Let's save it for the next one, because then we can talk about booze. Okay. If you booze, you lose. But when I booze, I never snooze yeah. the way but, I do. But if it's gin, you win. <laughs> that would have been a great Sinatra song. When it's gin, you win. You walk around with that kooky grin. You're talking to the broads while you're throwing dice. Doesn't matter the mood you're in. You're going to win on gin. Yeah, that's great. God, I wish he was alive. We could pitch In the through. city of sin, when you drink that gin, you got to grin when you start to win at the crap table. It was always. <laughs> and then you tell your broad to shut her face. Yeah, Joe, that time has come and gone. It's a. Uh, oh. Yes or no? I mean, I don't. It's like, drink, like, it's it like just, drinking a cake. Yeah, I was just going to say, it tastes like cake juice. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, Joe. I only drink these when I smoke a cigar because they're a nice offset where it's the smoke of the cigar 
you know, and then a lot of people like this guy, you know, I told that that fucking cowboy I met there at the head of cigar bar up in Calgary. He's the one who finally just said that. He goes, why are you drinking a smoky scotch with a smoky cigar? It's redundant. I just kept thinking of Big Night when that lady ordered spaghetti and a side of mashed potatoes. Yeah. And he goes, you got a starch and a starch. I'm not doing it. Right? <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like that's what I was doing. Um, but anyways, Joe. Um, no, dude. Yeah, I was like, I'm trashing Spike Lee because I love Spike Lee, and I, I did, and I just felt like he was above that. I agree. You're fucking above. You've been, dude. You're a legend. You're gonna get fuck. You're gonna sit there and get fucking upset because you didn't win a trophy. And then the fucking Ugh. usher, the usher, not the committee, not a studio exec, not anybody with any power in Hollywood. The usher was the guy that got to go. Go. You need to go back to your seat. And he had to go back to his seat. That's 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 what hurts me. It's like this this is, it's just you're better than this, dude. Well, sure once he got up, he should have done the George Jefferson walk the whole way out. At that point, you got to commit to it. He did. He, he walked all the way out. And the usher, that's what I'm saying. He tried to leave, and the usher was like, "You have to go back to your seat. You can't leave till the show's over." That's how this works. And he had he got sent back to his seat like a kid tried to storm out of a classroom, and the teacher being like, "You'll get detention, Mister Lee." And then he's like, all right, you know, it's just it's the worst. It sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't know that part. Joe, I'm such an asshole. I didn't even watch the Oscars. I just watched the highlights. They cut that part out. Yeah, no, I, I, I had to read about that in a couple different articles because I watched the highlights, too, and it wasn't I, – I, I couldn't find the footage. Yeah. Joe, I got to tell you, I'm worried about you and your scooter. It's gone. I got rid of it. I had Jesus, to. Jesus, Joe, you, what happened? No, I had to, seriously. What happened? I found out you needed a license to drive it. So they sold it to me. When they sold it to me, they told me you didn't need a license. So I called them oh. and I go, I go, look, I dude. love people that sell vehicles. Yeah. It's just so fucking, it's all dishonest. Yeah, I called the guy. I go, I know your policy's no refunds, but you lied to me. I go, do you, I looked up the penalty. Do you realize the max penalty for driving without a license is six months in jail? I could have done six months in jail because you guys are fucking around. What you do better, you say? I go, you better come get this thing, and I want a full refund on site. What You're going to come to my house. Joe, what do you and, say? Uh, he took like, he's like, all right, all right, let, 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 let me just get, I'm, not, I'm in my car. Let me call you back. Quit your stammering. Yeah. And he called me back six, la six hours later. I was about to call him because it was business closed to be like, hey, buddy, stop fucking around. And he called me, like, right at 6, and he was like, listen, you've got a lot of documentation that supports your argument, and uh, as far as I know, you don't need a license to drive it, but I'm just going to give you your money back. And it's like, yeah. Hey, I'm a dentist. I don't really know the laws of dentistry, yeah, exactly. and you as a patient made a lot of good points, and uh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have put that uh, uranium in your uh, yeah. molar there. What an asshole. And it's like, oh, so you're so – so basically, the, the translation of what you're saying right now... He's backpedaling, Joe. Yeah. The translation of what you're saying right now is, we fucked up and I don't want you to sue me, so I'm going to pretend like we didn't fuck up and just give you your money back. It's like, whatever. Okay, just give me my money back. I don't care. I but did, I got a full refund. Helmet, everything. You know, I, I did that gig with you the other night with Ron White. First of all, how great is Ron White? Yeah, shout out to Ron White. Yeah. We yeah. had a blast on your show the other night at the American Legion. That was a lot of fun. Did you hear when me and Kevin Shea were just talking about how great his hair is? It's the best hair in the business. In the business. In the, uh, it's funny you say that because I've been thinking about that for a couple yeah. of days and you, now. you got a great head of hair. But, he, he, but his, is, his is just... He's got cool. fucking like Han Solo hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking thing is like... I mean, it's incredible. Like, yeah. he, like he, he, could, he could run for political office just on his hair. <laughs> 
that thing is fucking that part. It is that is a perfect head of hair he's got. Yeah, him and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, just like Jesus. I mean, they got the fucking hair of a twenty-two-year-old. That's the last time I had hair like that. Yeah, was yours straight? Like that kind of straight where you could. I'm jealous of guys with straight hair. No, mine one. wasn't straight. Mine was wavy. Yeah, guys, I, I'm envious of straight hair, but I'm very envious of guys that have run white hair where you can see the fucking comb marks in it. You know what I mean? Where that oh, shit dude, just he's, lays. He's like a show pony. Like, yeah. a, like a dog. <laughs> I brought dude, him Dude, if uh, he ever did Westminster, if he just ran alongside whatever, if he could have the most mangy mutt ever, his hair would get that dog to the finals. <laughs> He'd have that cigar and his little fucking bought a little glass of fucking a little nip or something. It would just be like, who the fuck? This guy's the greatest. Holy fucking shit. amazing storyteller. But anyways, I went outside the Legion, and a buddy of mine had showed up, and he had his uh, Indian motorcycle out there, and it was basically Indian's answer to the Road King. Oh my god, did I? Love I remember. That I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my god, Joe. Joe, I'm sold. I'm sold. I want to get a motorcycle again. And then in the back of my head, I keep having this voice going, you're going to die. You now have a kid. Yeah, well, I hear you. I think you should. I want to get one after riding that scooter around. I just can't kind of put can't the bug in, in me like that. That's fucking awesome, dude. Like riding out in the wind like that. Oh, Joe, you a free man. <laughs> you and your scooter. <laughs> Did you have an American flag fucking helmet and flap your wings like uh, what's his face there? An easy rider. Because you could, I mean, look, you could probably buy a decent motorcycle for what? Ten grand? Uh, well, the one that I want, those things are like, they're like 20 grand. They're like fucking huge. They got like three fucking headlights, you know. But still 20 grand. I mean, that's... That's nothing. If you dude. get hit on that bike, like someone wanted to hit you, like they did it on purpose. Right. Or they were texting. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. You got three headlights. At that point, you got to be like, dude, how the fuck? You didn't fucking see me? What do I need? Yeah. A fucking train whistle? Yeah. Like, I would never ride one of those crotch rocket, you know, where you're like, like you know, dude, that, what that it scares is. Me. When it comes to not dying, there's just so many philosophies. So when you got those kids on the ninjas, like, you know, uh, barring the people who drive like fucking idiots. But their thing is with that speed is like they're going down the highway. This is what motorcycle guys told me. Their philosophy is, is if I'm going faster than everybody else. I don't have to worry about anything coming up behind me. Mm. So everything's in front of me. So it's like they're playing fucking space invaders. But there's always just that person who makes that erratic move. You know those fucking cunts on the highway? You know those people who can't make a smooth transition from one lane to another? They, yeah. they fucking jerk the wheel. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's the shit. It's crazy. The uh, not to mention debris, <laughs> debris in the road, Joe. Uh, the the, well, the 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 two and a half months that I had a motorcycle out here, that was like one of the big fucking things. My bit, my buddy bought it off of you when you sold it. Oh, he did. My buddy's the guy that bought it. Yeah, but he bought it. I gave it away. He didn't pay any fucking money for that. Who got the money? What? He told me he somebody somebody gave it to me, and then it had a problem, and I paid like fucking eight hundred bucks to get it fixed, and then I I gave it to somebody else, and then that kid had it. He said I bought this off a of burr. Maybe I misunderstood him. It's been a while, Joe. In my short term memory, I don't ever remember getting any money off that. The, uh, I remember I lost money on the bike because oh, it was because it had a problem with the start or whatever. I was just I don't know, but it was a cool bike, so I was happy to get it. It's a Triumph Bonneville. For if anybody, cares. I want to get one. I just don't feel like taking the fucking motorcycle test no this is what you do take the take the, the safety course and that gets you through like 
90% of it. And also, uh, I, I took it, and uh, a buddy of mine went with me, and he'd been riding forever, and they actually taught, some, taught him some shit that he actually didn't know, some really shit that, you, that he could apply, that, you know, because he was, like, self-taught. Mm-hmm. So uh, as far as, like, you know, looking your way through turns and, and uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even remember what the fuck he said. I mean, the other thing, too, is, is like, how, you know, what's to stop somebody from just wheeling it right out of my fucking parking lot? I mean, that scares me, too. That's insurance, Joe. You get insurance. That's a good point. You know what I hate? That fucking commercial where the person goes like, you know, I had insurance and, you know, Mike, they only gave me enough for half a car. Can I drive half a car down the street? And then they go, we're this insurance company. We'll we'll insure you to buy a brand new fucking car. And it's just like, well, so would the other company if you got the right policy. Right. There's two different policies. There's like you, you, the cheaper one right. is we're going to give you the value of what it was worth when the thing shit the better was stolen. Right. And then if the more expensive one is cost of new, right. whatever. So if you buy a twenty thousand dollar car, you insure. I want. I'm going to get twenty grand. I don't give a fuck if this car is ten years old. I want twenty grand to go buy a new car. Right. Yeah, it's going to cost you way more fucking money. And every insurance company, for the most part, offers right. it. And these guys, Joe, are on TV. They're acting like they have some sort of unique insurance, and they don't. Well, it's like a politician. He said he was going to do this, but I'm going to do it. It's yeah. like, no, you're not. I don't know, Joe. The, uh, We're at an hour, Joe. We did it again. Are we at a solid hour? Yeah. Are we over? An hour and 44 seconds. Oh, shit. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, Joe. Bill, uh, please be nice, Joe. I'm at, I'm at the... Uh, I got a plug. What am I at? Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. But then I'm going to be in... Um, Vegas at Top Golf, March 29th and 30th, uh, and I will be in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Where at? Bonkers presents. <laughs> it hurts to say Bonkers, but they're they, they're put on good shows. Uh, I forget. There's a I'm, it's at a casino. Uh, I got to get the details. But if you Google my name in Bonkers, it'll come up. Dude, they never have good names. Yeah, uh, and then I'll be at Valley Forge Casino in Pennsylvania in April. Also, um, are you doing knee slappers in Chattanooga? <laughs> and then I'll be at Buttfuckers. Uh, I've done them all, Joe. Yeah, I know. It's it's what you do, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, bananas, I'm, come on, side out. splitters, zanies, 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 uh, uh, fucking ice bucket challenge, Chilkoot Charlies. I always say that one. All right, that's the uh, that's uninformed. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, I don't have anything to promote, Joe, because I ain't doing shit. I'm doing the Garden of Dreams, the Garden of Dreams, Joe, <laughs> on April second to raise money for something. I don't even know what it is. I'm just gonna show up and go do it. It's got me, Eliza Schlesinger, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, fucking John Stewart. And uh, I don't know who else. Why is this only coming out on one fucking side? Don't even start with me. Oh, no. Oh, Joe, you hate to see it. Did we lose something? No. We good? No. It's only coming out on one side. You cunt. Why is that? Why is that? Oh, uh, Jesus Christ, Joe. What the fuck? Well, you know, this is why every other podcast has a fucking producer. How about this? Does this make it happen? Does that make it happen? Oh, wait, I got it. And I fixed it in the end. But wait, did we No, just, then it just went away. Did we lose that whole thing? No, I, I think there's a way to fucking make it come back. Somebody can do something. What is going on here? It's time to figure out 
how to use a mixer. I don't understand why it's doing this. All right, whatever. All right, we'll fix it. See you.